Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast. Making complex programming simple and fast. With everything from career advice to philosophy. John Summers will show you everything you need. It's the Simple Programmer Podcast. Welcome to the Simple Programmer Podcast, a short mix of career advice, philosophy, and soft skills from successful author and software developer, John Sonmez. Hey, what's up? John Sonmez here from simpleprogrammer.com. And uh, today I have a guest on that uh, that I'm, I'm excited to talk to because uh, she's got some really interesting ideas. One of the concepts that you've heard me talk about before in a video when I read uh, Evan Carmichael's book called The One Word, which we'll put a link here, uh, which was a really good book, which I still haven't quite figured out my one word. Maybe maybe Lily will be able to help me. But uh, anyway, I have um, here uh, Lily Ma, and she is uh, she, she works with Evan Carmichael. Uh, she's an entrepreneur. Uh, she's given a TED Talk. She's done a lot of a lot of really cool things and done a lot of work with the, the one word book. And so uh, so thanks for coming on, Lily. Well, thank you so much for having me, John. So why don't you tell um, tell everyone a little bit more about about yourself? Like, well, who is Lily? <laughs> Who is Lily? Well, uh, I'm a coach, I'm a speaker, and I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, A little bit of background information about me. I worked in the corporate industry for about 12 years before I decided to start my own business. And every single morning, I wake up with the one mission in mind. That mission is to inspire both myself and others to live an extraordinary life. And to be honest with you, it's a life that I never thought that I would live. So when I when I used to sit in my own cubicles, like there must be more to life than this. And then finally, I took a leap of faith this year and I decided to start my own business. And that's how I started working with Evan. And then we met Evan through you and I'm here doing this interview. Wow. Okay. So, the, it, so this was pretty recent then. You said this year you decided to throw off the corporate shackles, huh? Yes, that's right. I did. It was uh, May of this year. So really oh, wow. recent. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what, what kind of work were you doing in the corporate world? I did a bunch of different things. I was in the fashion industry, so I worked in purchasing. Okay. So I did a lot of uh, procurement. Uh, I was attracted to that because I had, uh, I was really interested in people's behavior and the consumer behavior. That's what I went into it. And I realized that it wasn't for me. I lost passion for it. I didn't have the personality to kind of uh, go through with it. And eventually I moved on to e-commerce and digital marketing is what I did most recently before I called it quits. Okay. Okay. There's, there, there's something about the, the whole e-commerce and e-commerce and digital marketing. Well, marketing, marketing world seems to open up people's eyes to, to a yeah. different way of looking at the world. It, it seems, uh, I remember when I first started getting into marketing and started reading marketing books, that's when I started to realize that's when that light turned on for me. And I was like, wait a minute. I, I don't need someone else. I could do my own thing, you know, and uh, there's another world out here. It's not, not just everybody sits in cubicles all day. Yes. And what's interesting is uh, the last two years of my corporate world, I spent a lot of time learning about marketing and the e-com world. And because I knew eventually I would have my own business. So I spent that time in really learning. And oh. while I was doing that, I was getting paid for it. So it was fantastic for me. Yeah, that does kind of change the the 
the thought I, I encourage a lot of my listeners and viewers that like if they're working their regular job and they don't like it or, or whatever to to think about it as training mm -hmm. as like they're they're learning something like they're as an apprenticeship as opposed to uh, as opposed to just something they have to do every day because when you have that attitude then you realize and and i mean really it's a good attitude i think to approach life is just like every time that you've got some kind of difficulty or struggle it's it's an apprenticeship you're learning something like this is the opportunity to grow in in some way so that's uh that, that's that's cool yeah. So, um, so tell me what you're doing now. What, what, what are you doing now with, um, with Evan and, and with your, your business and, and speaking? Okay. So when Evan and I got together, mm -hmm. uh, in this venture, it was our mission to uh, grow a million dollar business. And then we wanted to do it around my speaking, which end up in a lot of, we do a lot of coaching one-on-one. -on -one. So okay. I work with a lot of people doing their one word coaching, oh, cool. trying, okay. to, trying to help them find their one word and finding clarity there. Because what I believe is that in order for you to go out there and do the things that you really want to do, you need to figure out who you are. Right. And the process of finding your one word, you, you're able to look inward and find out that one thing that you stand for. And then once they figure out what that is, they could decide what they want to do next. And then that's where the responsibility comes in. So you know what you stand for. Now you need to take the responsibility to go on that path. Okay. So a lot okay. of it is that is my coaching. I do speaking as well. Like you mentioned, I have done a TEDx talk recently about the subject, uh, your one word. And I also do uh, videos on Evan's channel as well. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, okay. So I could use your help in figuring out my one yes. word. I've got ideas. Okay. All <laughs> so right. I'm going to put Let's you on the spot it. here. Okay. So you want to hear what my, my ideas about it or, or how about you, you lead, you ask me some questions. Okay. okay, sure. So finding your one word, the first thing that you can, you want to think about is make a list of everything that makes you happy and okay. brings you the utmost joy. And the reason why we want to do that is that there's a common theme that unites all of those things in your eyes, even though it may seem completely unrelated. Like, for example, you read a lot of books, right? Right. What is your favorite book? That's that's a tough one. <laughs> uh, it changes from time to time. I think I'm going to have to say that my favorite book, like what's sticking out of my mind right now mm -hmm. is the uh, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Okay. So out of all the books you have read, you're a really well-read man. I've seen some of your videos. You probably read over 100 books. Out of all the books, why does that stand out to you? What are the three words that describe it? It's, um, it's overcoming. It's overcoming a, you know, adversity, challenges. Uh, it's growing. It's, um, uh, and it's... Uh, it, it's uh i'm trying to think what else so i, I mean overcoming is the first thing that that, that comes to my mind okay. like i said mm -hmm. um it's a book about 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 you know about the the truth about about the metaphor of of what we all struggle with it's it's about yeah it's overcoming struggle and uh and and and, and going f finding your higher calling your higher purpose and uh and and, and enabling you to to do that to to go out and pursue that okay so if you were to distill that into three words what would that be so you have overcome you have growing and then is there another word that you could distill it i would almost say spiritual i think the book is a spiritual book 
like uh, the the at least the, the it it has a or maybe maybe uplifting. No, it's not really it's not really uplifting because it's more like you know you need to go and do the work and and uh, so I would say spiritual. Yeah, spiritual. Okay. So the next thing, do you remember the last time you were overwhelmingly happy? Just recall it. Hmm. Okay. I'm gonna and relive it. Like really think okay. about yeah. that moment. Okay. All right. So what, what happened in, in, that, in that moment? And like, what are the three words that describe it to you? <laughs> That's, it's funny. <laughs> it's going to seem set up, but, um, <laughs> but it, was, it was overcoming my fears, right? Overcoming oh. a fear. Okay. Uh, uh, so overcome. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I'm seeing okay. the theme. Uh, uh, adrenaline, like uh, excitement, uh, okay. accomplishment. Accomplishment. Okay. Yeah. Good. So overcome accomplishment and adrenaline. You said or excitement. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. So you see, there there is a theme that is that is repeating. Yes. <laughs> which is overcome. So that's we could we could keep it there. And now sometimes with people. I have found it's easier to go negative. It's, it's easier to go the other way. So you want to think about the traits that you hate. Okay. You know, are there specific people that has come across in your life that you can't stand being around? Not because they're bad people. It's just that they stand for something that you don't stand for. And every time they're around, you just don't want to be them. So you want to think about maybe a coworker that you've had years in the past. Like they're, every time they're around, you don't want to be them. What does that person represent to you? I would say uh, giving up, um, like, gosh, it's hard to describe, like looking for things to, that are wrong. Mm. Um, wanting to bring other people down. Okay. Giving up, bringing people down and wanting to give up. Yeah. Now, so you're thinking of one specific person, I'm assuming, or in general? In, in general, yeah, yeah, in general, because I can think of a in few general. people that, yeah. Okay, and then... Oh, you know what, now, I got a good one. Mm -hmm. uh, telling people they're not qualified, like trying to invalidate other people mm -hmm. right, based on, that they're not qualified. That's, that's cause I have to say this one because everyone on my YouTube channel knows that the one time that John goes on a rant and 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 starts cursing is is when someone tells him that he's not qualified to talk on the subject because he's he's white or because he's whatever it is he doesn't have a PhD in sociology whatever it is I don't like anyone mm -hmm. saying that someone else that I I feel like we should what we say matters not 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 uh, not what our credentials for saying it are okay. our, our arguments so when you think about that's, that's good. So when you think about these people who say like, John, you're not qualified, you should not be talking about this. Uh, you know, I'm sure you've come across people like that. What is that one thing that you just like, you know what, I'm going to go off on a rant here. This person represents this one thing that I cannot stand. What is that for you in one word? Gosh, I, I, I want to say, well, I just, I think it's, I would say it's disbelief disbelief yeah okay. 
So just belief would be your anti-word. This is what John doesn't stand for. What is the right. opposite of that for you? The opposite of disbelief? Mm -hmm. Like eternal optimism. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what the, if there's a word, grit, <laughs> you know, grit. never giving up grit. Yeah. Yeah. So here, so now you're seeing a bit of a pattern. So either if you go through the happiness exercise and you found that overcome is coming up a lot for you, that mm -hmm. could be your one word. And then, or you look at the traits that you hate is that having the grit is what is your antidote to all those people that tell you that you can't do what you want to do. So between all of them, you could narrow it down to see what your one word is. And if you're still sitting on two words, I don't know what those are. You could tell me that now. What is okay. what are the two? What are the couple of words that you were thinking of before I came along? Oh, be, uh, gr growth. I think was one okay. of them before before we had this discussion. And right. uh, and like uh, what else was I thinking about? Growth. Like I was trying to come up with. It was hard to come up with a, a single word to describe. But like accelerating. Like um, bulldog was one of them. Bulldog. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So is it, do you think that um, it has to be powerful enough for you to feel like this is what you stand for? So if yeah. you have grow, you have um, different types of words. Do you, is there something that overarches all those words? I, I think bulldog does actually. <laughs> uh, for for some, At least in my mind, it does. Right. I don't know if it, different people have a different interpretation. But when I think bulldog, I think of plowing forward no matter what the obstacle, never letting go and just mm -hmm. going. So, yeah. And that could be it. And that's exactly what you said. It's uh, people have different interpretation of what that word means, but it doesn't matter what others think. It's about what you think because it's your one word, right? People might think bulldog, they think of the actual animal, but for you, it represents something much bigger. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah to me, it's so, a verb like, yeah. Okay. Okay. So sit on that one, think about it, sleep over, sleep on it and see how you feel tomorrow. And the whole thing about your one word is it should feel better with time, not worse. So if you feel better about it tomorrow, it's probably closer to what your one word is. Okay. Okay. This, I liked, this is good. Thank you. This is, uh, this was actually really, <laughs> really good. I, I felt like, um, like I, like I can see that the theme more when I was trying mm. to just think about it on my own, I was kind of thinking about what would be a cool one word <laughs> as opposed to what is really, you know, and that, that yeah. overcoming theme, you know, clicked a few times. So that, that's interesting mm -hmm. too. Cause I, I, I like the way you're doing it because I feel like too, when I, if I pick a word, I'm associating all the things that, that we talked about, I'm Im imbuing that meaning into that word. Mm -hmm. As opposed to like saying, uh, trying to get meaning from a word, you know what I mean? So like now that word has more meaning to me because when I think of bulldog now, I'm thinking about like I visualize the thing that makes me happy, you know, the the book, the, the struggles, like all that. Uh, so I'm attaching yes. all of that meaning to it now. So, okay, I, this is very good. <laughs> exactly. And right. the reason why we do the happiness exercise is identifying that common theme. You could mm -hmm. bring more of that into your life because I'm a strong believer in creating my own happiness and not waiting for something to happen. So right. if you are about bulldog, you need to bring more of that into your life. Right. Exactly. Okay. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Awesome.
Okay, so um, wow, that was cool. Uh, so I I wanted to talk to you also about uh, something else that you had mentioned about a, a concept mm -hmm. that you're talking about. I, I like this that you, even just the way that you phrase this. You said in the email to me that you're working on a new concept called uh, taking responsibility, which is a jump off from your one word. And uh, I, I like this because I, I phrase things this way. Like I, I have I'll have a concept in my head and I'll start working that like in in my life. Mm -hmm. And so I, I feel like this is a similar thing. Tell me about this taking responsibility concept. Okay, so what I have seen with people and with myself, mm -hmm. that once people take responsibility for their life and take responsibility for everything that happens in life, it is extremely empowering. So right. it's not like you're blaming yourself over everything that's happening. Like, I can't believe that I'm late all the time. I can't believe I'm a terrible loser. I'm always late. You know, I'm always going to be poor. So instead of having that attitude and say, I am responsible, the reason why I'm late all the time is because I'm not taking responsibility and leaving my house early. So once right. you know that you are in charge and you're in power of doing what you want to do, that's when your whole life opens up. Like I went through the process myself, you know, as a woman, I go through a lot of like in the past, I would blame it. I was like, oh, it's because of media's un uh, unrealistic expectation of me, which is why I end up having an eating disorder. Mm -hmm. And for the longest time, I would just blame it on that. And then right. eventually I was like, I'm 30 somewhat years old. At what point am I going to say that I make my own decisions? Right. I let exactly. the media affect me. And eventually when I realized that, that's when I became a lot healthier. I started being more fit. I started yep. um, be eating food that's nutritious for me. And I stopped blaming it on other people. So I've seen that with myself and with people that I coach. Like the moment that they're like, you know what? I am responsible for my life. That's when they have gone out there and really, really done great things. So that's the concept that I'm working on. <laughs> I love it. This is this is something that I firmly believe in. I, I have been a big believer of this. I, I do this all the time. In fact, one of the ways that I, I do this too is that I I never apologize, which is difficult. It's really difficult to do. And, it, and it's not like a mean thing. It's just like if I'm late for something and I show up, I've like last, I think a couple of weeks ago, I showed up late for a podcast and it was my fault, right? And what I found was that apologizing and excuses go together because we usually say, I'm sorry, uh, I was running late because, right? And that's an excuse. And that's also kind of a way to like, to shirk responsibility. So instead I just show up and I, I, my, my gut wants to say, I'm sorry, but instead I say, I'm late. <laughs> like, uh, I owe you guys because I'm late. That's fine. That's totally 100% accepting responsibility. I don't get to have the, you know, I don't, I don't get someone to make me, when I'm saying I'm sorry in that case, I'm trying to get someone to make me feel better. So they say, oh, no, no, it's okay. Don't worry. Or, you know, you, I, it's, you know, they're, they're responding back. So um, I've sort of started putting myself in that situation. And then everything, like even the stuff, it's kind of interesting too, because I'd like to get your take on this, but mm -hmm. I take responsibility for a lot of stuff that w when I take responsibility for it, a lot of people say, are you crazy? That's not your, your fault. You can't control the weather. You can't control, right? But I say, no, 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 it's still my, it's still my responsibility. It's still me, right? And, and I, I, and I realize sometimes that some of these things sound ridiculous, but it's always like, I think I, I heard it from uh, in one of Grant Cardone's books, in, in the 10x rule, mm. he was talking about like getting in a car accident and taking responsibility for even that, saying that, well, you know, you could have you could have made more money in life and had a chauffeur, 
<laughs> or, or you could have left your house five minutes earlier or 10 minutes later, right? Like you still made the decisions that ended up putting you in that intersection at that wrong time, right? Even though, you know, everyone would claim it's not your fault. Someone else hit you <clears throat> just like taking that responsibility for that. And that really impacted me. And I started doing that even for the ridiculous <laughs> things, but, but it, it's somehow it's still super powerful, at least for, for me. What do you yes. think about, about that? Absolutely. I think um, the way I look at it, I do separate two things. There are facts. There are facts that things happen. Like if it rains outside, it's a fact it's raining. Right. It's a fact that there has been a car accident. And there's a fact that there, there, there is traffic. But that's something that I don't even want to think about because I have no control over that. But what right. I do have control over is my own choices, my own decision, and also my psychological state. I can choose to react in such a way that I could take a victim's mentality. I could say, oh, you know, I got drenched in the rain. I forgot my umbrella or I got stuck in traffic, whatever it is. I could use that. But I don't I think it's just a lot of time wasted. I think too many people waste their time in worrying about things that they can't control versus right. about versus thinking about things that you can control, because there's a lot of things that you can control. And the number one thing that you can control is yourself and your right. thoughts and your decisions. So that's, right. that's my take on it. And yeah, I think there's a, a couple of great philosophers that have said that that's the only thing you can control. I think, uh, you mm -hmm. know, because ultimately your internal state, what's, what's in between here is the only thing that you really have for everything else like you affect from, you don't have direct control over you, you have indirect control. Uh, so yeah. yeah, so I believe the same thing. It's, it's, it's very true. It's so empowering too, because I, I'm sure you've experienced the same thing coaching people, but there's been plenty of people that I've coached that have the potential, but they just won't take the the responsibility. They want to still use excuses for why, right? And 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 and, and it's that it seems to be the determining factor. Like if a person is willing to say, "Yes, it's my fault. Yes, I'm responsible for what has happened to me for my situation," then they're empowered to change it. But when they when they refuse it, when they say no, it's not my fault. My I I grew up poor. I've only learned this way. My parents did this to me. I I have tried the hardest I can, but people just won't give me a job. It's not my fault. I've done everything I'm supposed to do. When they have that attitude, there's no. It doesn't matter. I I just might as well end the coaching because there's no way until they take that step. It doesn't matter. They can know the answer. They can know what they need to do. They could ha even the, have the hardworking mentality, but if they have that belief, that limiting belief, it, it's like there's no hope. Yeah, absolutely. And the parents one comes out a lot. Like yeah. your upbringing, your childhood comes up all the time. Well, my dad was certain was was like this to me. That's no wonder I'm so messed up in my life because look at the way my dad was, right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Maybe when you're 12 years old and you are under your dad's roof. That, that could have a lot of effect in, but you are an adult now, you can vote, you could, you're legally age of drinking, you can make your own decisions. At what point are you going to let go of that? Right. And it's an honest conversation that I have to have with a lot of people. It's like, at what point, they don't like me when I do that. Because I will push. <laughs> it's like, at what point are you going to liberate yourself and know right. that you're free, you're empowered to do whatever you want? Yeah, it, it, frust it frustrates me a lot. <laughs> Well, there's so many adults and, uh, and, and, and especially depending on the different upbringings too, right? Like I have a lot of, a lot of software developers in my audience that are either Indian or Asian and, okay. and they are, a lot of them are still living under their parents' approval, 
today, like as adults, like in their thirties. And, and, and it's, I don't, I don't think it's just those cultures. I mean, I think there's plenty, you know, in every culture, there, there's some of that, but it's, ve it's very much stronger there, especially when they're, when they're younger. And it's like, cause I always get, you know, how do I, I can't drop out of college and do what I want to do because my parents say no. And I'm like, you're, you're 20. <laughs> you're like, you know, you, you gotta, you, I mean, don't be mean to your parents and don't be a, you know, an asshole and everything, but, but like your life, it's your life that you got to choose your life. And I mean, I, and I, I think I struggled with it a little bit too, even, even in my, my late twenties and thirties. But at one point, you know, it kind of clicked and I was like, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I love my parents, but I don't care about their approval anymore. Like I, I'm, I'm going to do my own thing. And I, I had some strained relationships for a while. They're still probably strained to some degree uh, because I just said, you know what? I cannot seek, even if the external validation is from my parents, right? I, I can't seek any external validation. It has to be 100% internal. I care what I'm doing. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. And I think that's a really, really hard, especially a, so many people have it ingrained in their head that their parents are, are responsible for for them and that they don't they can't do anything outside of the of the wishings of their of their parents unless they do it in secret right <laughs> and uh and i think that's um it, it really does affect a lot so many people i know it's it's so true and and you know a lot of times it is out of love like par the, our parents have a have a perception of what happiness means to us means to them and they want right. to kind of put that on us and i i feel it but I, I feel for people because especially if you really love your parents and you have a great relationship, you don't want to ruin it. Right. So maybe, maybe it comes down to a point you just don't talk about it and you need to let it go within yourself and just say, I don't need their approval instead of telling your parents to, you know, <laughs> go hit the road, right? Like, especially because if they kind because I think about my parents, my parent, I, I'm Indian Chinese. So I came from India and I'm Chinese. So my parents, okay, have very, so you got <laughs> I got, you got both. both. Yeah. I got both <laughs> yeah. of those things. And I live a very strange lifestyle. My parents don't understand the lifestyle that I live. Yeah. Right. And at some point I tell them that you had a chance to live your life. Now this is my life. Let me live my own life. And, you know, it's a conversation I have with them. And it went really well. They're like, you know what? I agree with you. But sometimes a conversation might not go so well. Right. And then, and, and that's, what if, yeah. Sorry. Uh, what if you never get the validation ever? Exactly. What are you going to do? Right. And that's where it's hard. That's where you just got to say, look, it is your life. This isn't a dress rehearsal. You can't start over like you got to just live your life. And, and 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 that's I mean, I think this also just applies to anyone in your life because you're going to you know, you can either live a life where I think you are walking on eggshells and doing stuff that pleases the people around you. But it's not a real life. It's not your life. You're you're just you're just an accessory to other people's lives, and you're just playing out your days. Or you can live your true life that is truly you, and you're going to lose some relationships. People are not going to like you, maybe some, and you're going to find out who your real friends are, the the people who really who don't guilt you, who 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 don't have expectations on you, but just want to be mm -hmm. with you or want to see you succeed, and yeah. uh, and and it's going to strain. And and some people are never going to accept it. I think that's, uh, this, you know, a lot of people can't handle that. They don't. They can't have the their parents being angry at them or their friends or their spouses or you know and they they just they capitulate instead of living their authentic life or they or they live two lives a secret life <laughs> and then and then their their public life and 
you know, I think yeah. that's, it's just, it's just, a, it's always that choice. It's like, do you want to yeah. live your life for someone else or do you want to live it for you? And if you live it for you, there's going to be some pain and hardship along the way. And not everyone's going to approve of it and like it. And you can't get validation from everyone. It just, it's not possible, but that's the choice that we, we have to make. Right. Absolutely. And yes, you're going to, you, you might lose certain friends, but you have to think about it too, for yourself. At what point are you going to put yourself through that? Like, at what point are you going to say to yourself that I'm living a I'm living my spouse's dream. I'm living my parents' dream. I'm not living my own dream. Right. And it has led to some people making some tough, tough, tough decisions. Maybe that spouse is not right for you. Right. Yeah. Right. That that's hard, and I feel for that. I'm married, and like it is hard. Like once you're in love and you're married, and when when you feel you know I have I've dealt with people who's like. You know, I, I, my partner does not support me. They haven't supported me since day one. It's like, so what are you waiting for? Right, yeah. You know, and, and it's tough. It, it is like, it burns me to say something like that to someone. But, you know, at what point are you going to live your life? Yeah, no, it's, it's very true. And it, it is it is really a tough thing. You know, it's, yeah. I, I think it, it, it comes down to just being able to, you know, not have expectation. Like I, at one point, you know, I, in my, my family too, my background growing up was, uh, you know, on my mom's side, Italian mm -hmm. and on my dad's side, Turkish. And so this is very like old country, right? It's like, you know, you, you're in the family and you know, the, <laughs> right. Don't portray the blood and you know, all, all these, these kind of <laughs> concepts from, from the old country. Right. And so it's really tough because you, you've got to kind of, you got to realize like guilt is a very big thing, especially in, in, in Italian families, right? It's, it's a guilt. And so uh, I, I grew up thinking that, you know, I had to control other people to some degree. And one of the great tools to control other people is guilt. <laughs> and so I was both susceptible to guilt. People would guilt me all the time, right? Not yeah. me. This is not all. And, and again, I, would, I don't want to paint a picture of this as like, this is so evil. It's not, it's just like, it's just, it's just, you know, how it's it's meant to it, it's like it's meant to be love but it's really uh it, it really comes out destructive in people's lives but i was i was used to guilt mo like motivating me and responding to guilt and then i was guilting other people and then i finally reached this one point in my life where my eyes opened up and i said i think i think one of the things that really helped me was i read this book called boundaries um, okay. which it's a very, it's a very religious book, but it has a really good message regardless of, of, mm -hmm. of the religion in it. But, um, for those that, that are so opposed to any kind of, <laughs> but, um, but, but anyway, I, I started to, I started to live my life in such that I said, I'm not putting expectations on anyone else. They can live their life however they want. And I am not accepting expectations or guilt from anyone else. I'm not guilting anyone to try and make them do anything. And I am not accepting it from anyone. And when I made that choice in my life, there was some strained relationships, but I felt free for the first time. And I finally felt like the relationships that I was in with people were authentic because I was choosing to be there and they were choosing to be there. There wasn't obligation anymore because I think we're so much of our mindset, we, we have obligation and that's why people don't do what you said. That's why they don't, you know, if their spouse is not supporting them for years and years, they feel obligated to that person or obligated to that relationship or obligated to that job. People don't even want to quit their job because they feel obligated to their employer, right? And, and, and do their thing. And, uh, and that's, I think that's the poison is it's like, how do you overcome that obligation? So 
how did you do, you know, obviously you've broken through with, with, with a lot of this. How did you overcome your sense of obligation or, or does that, does that, would the, does the analogy I'm painting make sense for you? It does. It does. Well, you know, uh, how did I do it? It wasn't something that it was overnight. It was something mm -hmm. that I have been working on for a long time. Something happened to me a couple of years ago that pushed me to make some difficult decisions. Uh, one of my really good friends passed away. And, uh, you know, when someone someone dies, you think about their life and you think about, oh, you know, celebrate their life, right? Celebrate all the wonderful things that they have done. And I couldn't even find anything to celebrate about wow. because okay. this person lived with obligations, mm -hmm. didn't do anything meaningful, didn't want to live the life that they wanted. And they lived a very long life. They lived into the 80s. So a long, right. long life but they didn't do things that they wanted to do and just complained all the time. And then I realized that I don't want to be that person. I don't want to die with regret. I don't want to do it. And, and it was, it was like slow moving at first. I'm like, yes, I'm going to do this. And then I, you get, and people who are watching, you know, you're going to feel moments of boldness and the other moments you're just going to shrink down. It's like, you know what, maybe this is too crazy. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe, you know, I'm still obligated. So I still have moments of that. Still, I'm not going to lie. I still feel obligated to a certain extent, but yeah. it's catching yourself and being aware of it is the first thing. And then second thing is just to keep pushing through. Yeah. And know that it's going to be okay. Yep. I agree. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's tough. It's uh because we we think a certain way that things have to be we we don't realize that it's like it's all going to be okay. <laughs> I think I I love that because it's it's true because you, you always you've got you've gotten through everything so far right like you'll you'll figure out a way to get through whatever but backing Absolutely. off and, and choosing the safe route is 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 often just the it's not the the best best choice just because I used to live my life based on what is is safe. <laughs> And uh, it's it's a it's a sad life. Like you, you you wall yourself in. Yeah. So what what happened with you? How did you go from a safe life to what you're doing right now? Ah, uh, gosh. There's definitely been been a few different transitions, and and even with what I'm doing right now, there was there was this big transformation about two years ago when when all this was kind of happening. And mm -hmm. one, of, one of the big things actually was, was interesting that, that really was a catalyst. I would say it's a catalyst because I don't think that there's like one particular thing that, you know, changes your mindset. It's, it's your, it, there's something that speeds it up or, or, you know, causes that breakthrough. But about, was it like two, two years ago? I think two years ago. Yeah, I went to a Tony Robbins uh, Date with Destiny program and it was yeah. like a whole week, you know, intensive thing. And I came in there actually with my laptop thinking that I was going to like take some notes and, and you know, do uh, like a, let's let's study this, you know, how to change your mindset. Right. And then, you know, obviously it was I don't know if you have been to Tony Robbins. But, I have. I have. Okay. I, have so it, I, did, I did the other one, the UPW. UPW. The power with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so anyway, you know, it's like the music starts and people are dancing and and, you know, and hugging each other. And I'm like whoa i don't know buddy i don't know what's going on here i'm here for a conference right a conference are we not what are you gonna learn some stuff yeah. and it's not it's a touchy-feely type of thing and and but it really helped me to like break through to to realize like some of the things that i was i was doing you know uh, to I, one of the things actually so he said something tony robbins said something that that really sparked a change in my life 
is he said the the quality of your life is in direct proportion to the amount of uncertainty you can comfortably live with and that struck me really really hard because i had realized that i had been building my entire life around certainty around safety around security and what i had been doing like with even with my investments even with my career right i was i was buying real estate investing i was trying to make income and trying to retire and i wanted to build this wall around me like a financial protection so nothing could hurt me uh, i started to become a very fearful person over my life i was afraid to fly an airplane afraid of roller coasters afraid of a lot of different things right and so and that was all to protect me right i don't want to get any kind of emotional or physical or financial danger and so i built this huge fortress around me and i, I don't know if you've seen the best analogy i can i can give is there was this movie a while back called final destination or maybe it was like yes final like yeah. maybe it was part two of it or final destination two or something yeah, anyway there was quite a few of them yeah <laughs> there was a scene if you remember where this kid was he was next right he was supposed to die next so he knows that the grim reaper is coming for him or whatever right because he's cheated death and so he goes up into this cabin in the woods okay right. and he like duct tapes like he gets rid of every sharp thing everything that could possibly kill him Right. He gets throws all that stuff out. He's preparing this thing so he'll be ready for death. So it'll pass over him. And um, he like duct tapes his arms and, and puts like, you know, padding everywhere. Right. And so there's a scene where he's secured the cabin and he's sitting in this chair. He's got like, you know, he's got duct taped uh, like uh, oven mitts on his hands so that he can't hurt himself. Right. There's nothing he can trip and fall. And he's just sitting in this chair. Yeah. Right. And in that, and that, that was me, right? I was like, you know, cause the irony, when you, when you see that you're like, oh, wow, I guess he's pretty protected, but he's got to just sit in this chair forever. Cause he's not going to live his life or you see what I'm saying. And so that was me. I was that kid. I had been, my whole life was about building this cabin and, and protecting, getting rid of all the danger and, and just sitting there waiting for, and then I'll just sit in there and wait for death till I get old. Right. Uh, but not living my life. And so what I realized was it's like, no, 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 l you know, that, that breakthrough came and I said, I'm going to start, I'm going to go skydiving. <laughs> I'm going to go and to find the wildest roller coaster that I can. I'm going to get on that, um, that, that thing. And I'm going to start living my life. Like, like, you know, taking risks and, you know, and I'm not going to build security because I, I, this uncertainty, you know, I, I had been killing my life by trying to save my life and uh, and preserve it and so you know i i now my my psychology it really switched over and it changed and it's like you know what happens happens like i'm going to live my life and whatever the consequences for me living my life i'll accept those consequences i'm willing to take that and i'm willing to to, to let that be and maybe it means that i'll die but so be it i'll at least have lived my life uh, as opposed to sitting in that fucking chair and, and not living my life and uh, hoping that nothing bad happens to me uh, which is, you know, which was how I, my life was going that direction. I realized that I'd mm -hmm. sucked all the joy and happiness out of my life because I was making it so secure. <laughs> and so, yeah, so that was really one of the, I think the biggest mindset transformations that, that occurred and, and everything from that point, from mm -hmm. how I do my videos to what I do uh, change and, and just, you know, just having that, that different perspective, uh, I, I would say completely changed my life. Wow. And I think a lot of people can relate because we all want to save up for our retirement 
and everything. Right. And I used to be like that. I got into the corporate world at a really young age. I invested into real estate. I had a mortgage. I had all that wonderful, comfortable stuff. I had an, uh, I, in Canada, we call it RSPs. I don't know. We, I, are you in Canada? No, or are you I'm in not the here. States? So I'm 401k would be, right. would be your thing. And I thought to myself, what if I die tomorrow? Like I'm right. saving up for something that is so far in the future. I'm going to be this little old lady, like yeah. 80 somewhat years old, and I haven't lived yet. And I'm, I'm a young woman right now. What if I don't get to live that long? Right. What am I, what am I doing with my life? And just elevate, elevate the importance. I try to do that as much as possible. Every time I'm afraid, I just elevate and I raise the stakes. Yeah. You know, what's going to happen five years from now if I don't take that? I'm going to be, I'm going to live in a shittier life than I am right now. You know, you have to take action. I've been, I've been toying with the concept of, of leasing, of leasing life. So I did this video okay. a little bit ago and I said, because like people were okay. asking me about getting old and dying and afraid. And I was like, well, 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 what if I just like, what if I lease 10 years of life? Like, what if I said, I'm going to, you know, just like you lease a car or something, I, I'm, I'm saying, you know, Father Time, Universe, God, I want 10 years. Give me 10. I'm going to take a lease for 10 years and I'm just going to live my life 10 years. Like, that's all I got left. Right. And, and, and then when, after the 10 years comes up, maybe I'll get a lease renewal and, 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 and hope for another 10 years, but I'm just going to live my life like, you know what I mean? And, and I think that, and I'm not going to worry about anything for 10 years. I'm just going to assume I've got the 10 and that, but that's all I got. And I'm just going to use those 10, right? You know? And so, uh, I don't know. I've been thinking about that, that concept to, to kind of. Okay. I, I like it. I like the concept. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's all bar time anyway. Right. It's all bar time. So. Cool. So, um, so, so what, what's next? What, what are you up to now? Uh, this is, it, it's, it's interesting, like to, that you're, that you've made this transition and now, now where do you go? Like, where do you see yourself going uh, for this? So, like, what do you really want to like accomplish now as, as an entrepreneur being free, <laughs> unshackled? Uh, where, where do you yeah. see yourself going? Well, the immediate goal is for me to do as much speaking as possible, because one of my biggest goals is to be a speaker. So I did my TEDx talk recently. I'm back in Michigan again. So that's where I did my TEDx talk. I'm back there. Uh, while I was there, they asked me, uh, one of the audience members approached me to come speak at the congregation. So I'll be back there again. So I'll be doing a lot more speaking for the short term. That's my short term goal. And of course, I'm working on the concept and I'm doing coaching and making videos. But the uh, long-term goal for me is the goal that I keep myself sane. Because sometimes when you own your own business, you know, you're working long hours and, and you sometimes forget your why. Why are you even doing this? Because you kind of get nitty gritty, especially when I do administrative stuff. I just like start to lose focus because it's not my strong point. But my biggest why is that I want to inspire as many people as I can to live an extraordinary life, however that looks like for them. Right, right. It could be being a great parent. It could be being an entrepreneur. It could be a, being a multi-billionaire, whatever it is. I want people to start making bold choices and go out there and be extraordinary. And what's so. that difference? What's the difference between an extraordinary life and one that's not an extraordinary life? How, how, can, we, how can we know, right? Because I think some people would say, mm -hmm. I'm living an extraordinary life. 
exactly like that as opposed to i'm living an extraordinary life like you know what i mean like people would say yeah. because they convince themselves this is what i want this is my dream i'm doing all this stuff i i believe i'm i'm i have to be living an extraordinary life right right <laughs> <laughs> even just that right right that alone is not a great way of saying it i think an extraordinary life i'm not any different from anybody else you know, I'm, I'm pretty ordinary. I'm a pretty average person. I was not born into money. I was not born into with extraordinary talents. I think is going out there and making the decisions to, to further yourself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for some people furthering themselves means that going out there and getting a raise, mm -hmm. you know, not holding back knowing that you deserve all the good things that you want also at the same time working towards it because a lot of people say i want this i want that i want all of these things but they don't work hard towards it being extraordinary is maybe asking that girl out for the very first time that you've been putting off for such a long time right yeah. being bold and i think extraordinary for me is just going out there and having the courage to be yourself too right yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. It's uh, we, we, we kind of know, right. We kind of know yeah, when we're not we living know. up to our potential and what it is. And it's different for other people. Like we can't compare someone else and say, we, it's, it's, you know, you could have the, what the world could perceive as the best life and you're bold and you're exciting and you do all these things, but you know, internally, if you're not living up to what your potential is, Absolutely. Because yeah. you could have, you could be on the surface, be an extraordinary human being, you know, you could do all that you could have a lot of money, but at the same time, you know, inside what you want to do. I think we all know, we have the yeah. awareness to know. Mm -hmm. Awesome. All right. So I got, I got one, one more question for you that, okay. that just a personal question. Since you're newly, newly minted entrepreneur, you know, you quit your corporate job. I always like to ask about freedom because okay. People want, think they want freedom until they get freedom, and then they realize that freedom is a burden. Uh, at least, you know, th this has been my 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 experience in life and, and talking to a lot of people. How, how did did you did you experience that? Did you go through that? Did you feel what it's you know that that burden, or or did, or did you not? It's it's really funny because um, I heard someone say, being an entrepreneur, you have the freedom. To how to work, however that looks like, mm -hmm. it's a lot of work as an entrepreneur. You 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 choose the sixteen hours you want to work in a day. Uh, for me, I became an entrepreneur. First of all, I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. It's not it's not it's not even in my dreams to be one. I became one by accident because I knew that was the only way to get my message across. Right. Right. And then that's why I jumped in. Um, freedom in a sense that I get to pave my own path and I get to do the things that I want to do while helping other people. Burden in a sense that everything that I do can have a huge impact on people. Right. So being careful and not making sure I don't fall off track and, you know, go back into my comfort zone. Now it keeps me going because I do have the burden because everything I do can burden, can, sorry, can impact someone. Right. All right. Well, um, 
Well, thank you, Lily. That's a that's a great answer, and uh, it's been it's been really. Uh, I appreciate your help with the with the one word. I'm feeling <laughs> feeling better about bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm liking it, uh, and that 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 also happens to correspond to be one of my most popular videos on the channel. Is someone asked me how to become a bulldog, and uh, and I gave them gave them the answer. And that's uh, so. So yeah, I'm feeling good about that. And uh, awesome. and yeah, it was great, great talking to you. I you know I, I wish you uh, the best with what you're what you're doing. I, I love your idea of of wanting to inspire people and to help them to live extraordinary lives. I think everyone, regardless of they're an entrepreneur or not or whatever their circumstances, because you don't have to follow the same paths uh, as 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 we did. But I believe everyone should and and can mm -hmm. live an extraordinary life you know, what, whatever that means to, to them. And so I'm, I'm glad to see you unshackling people's minds. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you, John. I also want to acknowledge you for all the work that you do. Uh, when I went on your channel to look at your videos, you definitely challenged the status quo. You are not, you're a typical programmer. And I love that. I love people who are um, shit disturbers in a sense, right? Yeah. It's like you, you're not afraid to challenge people's beliefs and you know, turn it on its head. So I love everything that you do too. Well, thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. All right. Um, so let, let, before we go real quick, mm -hmm. where can people, if they want to find out more about you, if they want to perhaps get some coaching on their one word, sounds pretty cool, or or invite you to speak, uh, where, where can they go? What's the best place? Sure. So uh, I have an Instagram account. It's called It's Lily Ma. Okay. And you'll we'll see that... It's Lily Ma. And you will see that I hang out on Evan Carmichael's channel a lot. So I have a bi-weekly series called Unlocking Lily, where you can follow my journey in becoming a speaker. And uh, if you want to get a hold of me personally, you could ask this wonderful man for my email address. Sure. Okay. All right, Lily. Well, thank you. And uh, have a wonderful day. All right. Thank you so much, John. Bye. Hey, what's up? John here. Just wanted to make sure you aren't missing out. Only about half the content I put out is on this podcast. This podcast is created mostly from the audio from the YouTube videos I put out daily. When you get a chance, head on over to youtube.com forward slash simple programmer and click the subscribe button to get access to two to three new videos every day. Even if you prefer the audio format, make sure you subscribe at youtube.com forward slash simple programmer so you can check out what you might be missing.